Welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for the second episode of the Didi and Lital Show, Our Thoughts About Cybersecurity. I'm Lital, and Didi's here with me. Hi, Didi. Hi, and thank you for everybody who's masochistic enough to come back for round two. So, welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for joining. We have my favorite topic today. We're going to talk a little bit about marketing and cybersecurity. Yes. Oh, in another word, why nobody likes what I'm doing for living. Yes. Well, it's it's not personal, but yeah, people kind of don't like the marketing insecurity. And I think... Maybe they dislike sales more. And no, They love no. sales. So, like, I feel they, so They love sales that. because sales usually are the bro. Fun the, to be the, with. Exactly. Drink with them. Exactly. They want to drink with them. They take them out to Bruins games, Celtics games. And they kind of help them out. They they party out. They're the the cool kid who they want to be friends with at high school and they never were. And marketing is giving us all these annoying things. So I think we we can start with our favorite topic. So we heard a little bit in our podcast, in one of the podcasts, in one of our long drives, about the guy that was describing marketing and security as... The lobby of the Marriott. And I love that metaphor. And why do I love the, that lo- metaphor of the lobby of the Marriott is because we just came back from New York. Uh, We've we been to the Moxie by Marriott? Yes. Which is nothing like... So, so we need to explain the metaphor. Okay? Yes, yes. That's what I'm going to say is that it's not memorable. I've been... I, I think I was... Global, what's it called? Global services, global something. It's now Bonvoy. No, I'm talking about the, the status in uh, United? In, in United. Okay. So I, I, at one point in time, I spent 60 nights in Marriott in a single year, and I can't even know the difference between the ones that I stayed in, which, which one was where. And I think a lot of these marketing themes right now is I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to offend my competitors. I don't want to offend my customers. And you want to fit in. So you're part of whatever the buzz is going on. Yes. It could be that the buzz now is zero trust, so everyone is zero trust. Yes. The buzz is XDR. I have to say, for for a while, we we used this terminology. Nobody understood it. It means everything to everyone or nothing to everyone. So I'll pause you here. That's the Mario lobby. You mentioned we. So give, please give your shameless plug for Hunters. And, and when it comes, I'll give my shameless plug to Ort. Okay, so we are here, Didi and Lital. Both of us spend decades in cybersecurity. And uh, we have to thank our employers that help us sponsor the show. So I work for Hunters. Hunters help companies move beyond SIM. We built on more than data lake, which means that you can ingest any of your data sources in an affordable, scalable way. And then we automate all SOC workflows. So we are a SOC platform. We are built to help the people in the SOC not work tirelessly from data ingest to building a schema to 
detection. You don't need to build rules. We have built based on TTPs and the MITRE ATT&CK framework. What? Please don't use uh, jargon. Okay, now I'm, I'm, now I'm doing the marketing. Now it's your turn to use jargon. So basically, we take all the mundane work that nobody wants to do out of the day-to-day of the SOC. We automate it and let people in the SOC see actual threats, what is going on, understand it, and be able to go do the job But in please, faster time. What's the opinion? So you're not being opinionated. You're, you're oh, doing, my you're, opinion is that we had for a long time the SIM as the center of the SOC, and it's time to move on. It's too expensive, it's hard to maintain, and nobody likes it. And it makes the people in the SOC miserable because they're dealing with false positives, they're dealing with all this noise. It's time to move on and use automation and use tools that are a fit for the year of 2022. So awesome. that's my opinion. That's your opinion. Now your plug to your company. So my company protects people from themselves. I think his name, the Tommy Lee Jones character in Men in Black said that the person is smart. I disagree with him on that, but he <laughs> claims the person is smart, but people are stupid. And what ORT does is we stop account takeover because we know people. We protect people from themselves. And that's kind of, and that's my opinionated plug because I, I think one of the things we are lacking in the security space is the strong voice. CrowdStrike did this very well. They came in and said, we stop breaches. I loved it. The, it the, was To the clear, point. To it the was point. clear to the point. Maybe exaggerated. I, I don't. But it's fine to be exaggerated. In so, I'm gonna, so I'm going to kick you a little bit because okay. at that time when they were doing that, the company that you were working with at that time, you were a bunch of ambulance chasers. And I hate the ambulance chasing methodology of security marketing. They, there's a breach. If I got breached, I don't need you to tell me I'm stupid. I already know that. I don't need you to kick me and explain why I did all these things wrong. I need help. And one of the things that marketing does is they discover a breach, they outline the breach, rather than say, here's what, you, what we could have done better in terms of a generic solution. Everybody tries to plug in their product. Yeah. They're saying, if you, the would, have if you would have used my product, this would have not happened. I've seen which is usually not true yes. let's be honest no product yes I, I, I mean most products may not solve problems like social engineering and stuff like at the end of the day breaches happens so yeah I think and I, I'm here talking to all my colleagues let's reduce the fud and I, I agree we should not do ambulance ch- chasing. We should be helpful, provide information, give the how-to, what to do next time, how to correct whatever you have going on, and be empathetic. I think that's the problem, right? Uh, I mean, if you're a company undergoing a breach at the moment, it's not a nice thing. People are working tirelessly. You've been part of the LSA breach yes. back at the time. I haven't seen you for two and a half months. Like you've been eating pizza in Bedford in the middle of the winter. Yes, It yes. is not something that marketeers should take advantage of. This is like, I think there is a bad 
hall of shame for those that take advantage of people that are handling a breach. Okay. And now now here comes my second grievance about security mark. Right now I see people try to build their names out of vulnerabilities or fake vulnerabilities that they're discovering. So if you saw a lot of our, our space, what is now called ITDR, Identity Threat Detection Response, which is still amorphic. I'm very grateful for Gartner and some of the analysts that are trying to educate the market and understand that identity is the new threat landscape. Hunters is a security operations platform that ingests data from your IT and security tools and applies built-in detection, encoded with hundreds of TTPs, attack methodologies, and threat intelligence. Suspicious events are automatically investigated, correlated, and prioritized into attack stories that present a clear picture of any real threats. This reduces the response time from days to minutes. Combining Hunter's SOC platform with the data lake can help your security team achieve greater coverage at a predictable cost and mitigate threats faster and more reliable than SIEM solutions. Hunter's SOC platform, effectively respond to incidents that matter. Visit hunters.ai to learn more. But one of the things I see is companies that have tried to pivot into this space. Everybody's taking pot shots. At Okta, they're taking pot shots at Microsoft. They're taking pot shots at Duo. They're coming in because I want to build my name by... Ta- Attaching yourself to... No, taking out, taking out the big guy. This is something that... Oh, everybody... If you remember, there was this episode of Happy Days, and I'm dating myself because I, I, I am old. I am old. Richie so, Cunningham? Richie Cunningham. Yeah, exactly. So there was a, an episode of Happy, Happy Days where the Fonz tells Richie, some guy challenges him to a fight, and he says... You need to beat up the big guy to be successful. And he said... That's but jail laws, right? It's possible, but... New guy in jail. But, but then That's the Fonz kind of said to Richie, you know, this worked for me. It might not work for you because I can actually do this. And a lot of times people don't understand that they can't actually do that because sometimes the things that they're discovering are not relevant. But they're trying to yell at the top of their voice, this product has a problem. They don't understand that they're creating, I'll call it vulnerability fatigue. Because sometimes, at some point in time, Okta has a bandwidth of how many of the would-be detectors call them. And at some point, there will be a challenge. There will be a problem. And the people that need to deal with this pipeline will not listen because every... Because 20 different startups just reached out to them and said, oh, you have all these problems. Their marketing department needs to answer in a way that's effectively addressable. Their support teams need to address this. The cert teams need to address this. And if everybody's knocking on their door and telling them that they have a problem, and most of them are BS, it creates alert fatigue. So I, I, I will give you my opinion. I think it really depends because it's really important that companies and startups will research, you know, those vulnerabilities and will publish it. And we all know this is what moves the industry. This is what helps. So, yes, go and discover zero days. Absolutely. Especially if there is a big problem in, you know, a, 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 ve- a very big product like 
Microsoft uh, Suite or, or Okta or something like that. Definitely, I think it is important. The problem is, I think that that had become more kind of a way of saying, oh, they're bad and we are the great smart guys that found it. There is no single software that doesn't have bugs or vulnerabilities. That's a fact. Correct. That needs to be discovered. There needs to be, you know, all kinds of trophy and awards for those discovering them, bug bounties and all those kind of things. Has to be. It's wonderful. And of course, if something is as common as Microsoft tools, people need to spend time, check that they're legit. But I do agree that all this festival of saying how bad those tools are and how illegit the company is because of having those things, hell, this is like stupidity. And focus on making the world better, not just attaching your name and by disparaging somebody else's efforts. They put a lot of effort into building those products. So let's have some respect. Agreed. Agreed. And also understand... What does it mean inside such a big company? After so many years in Cisco, I know how it looks like from the other side. When somebody creates, rings the alarm bell, everybody takes a look at it and say, yeah, this was patched three years ago and somebody's running on an old version and we already announced. But the news are coming when you are attacking those companies. So it's like part of it, I guess. And I, I've spent a decade in PR, so I know how the news cycle work. Uh, when you attach yourself to a big name, that also this may affect the stock. And so you kind of like, it's a, it's a free route for free PR. And this is something that for a small startup, usually is really exciting because it's really hard to elevate yourself beyond the noise that is around there. So it's tricky. You know, I see why companies do it. Uh, I see why PR agencies are actually encouraging companies to run this type of research, open some roles just to do that. Kind of like security research that is just attached to the marketing department. And all they do is get themselves into uh, those security, DEF CON and, and um, Black Hat and B-sides, submit talks and submit themselves for PR. So, you know, I, I'm torn because on one hand, these are the things that move our industry forward and those are things that are important. I think that being a little bit more cautious about like so we need the big to, buzz to put around some, it. We need to put some self-governing mechanism yeah, around this. Maybe some... Way, so I'll offer startups. They want, they can send some of the stuff my way, and I'll tell them if it's real or or fud. There you go. And if, and if you don't want to send it my way, by the way, my email will be at the bottom of the of the notes. So as Lee tells, so feel free to reach out. But I I I can tell you by the way, I'm not an expert on on IOCs and machine vulnerabilities. That's somebody else. But I can tell you about identity. But we can connect you with we, people that are and can help judge if this makes sense. I mean, I think you're right. We have good friends that have really good, I would say, FUD thermometer yes. that could tell people, you know, this is a little bit of 
too much of a BS and like, we shouldn't be doing it. Don't post. But yeah, it's still legit. I think education is the most important thing that somebody can do um, if he is in marketing and cybersecurity. And, uh. and that's my favorite topic. Like, how can you actually provide good education? teach people something new they didn't know or they didn't think about. I think this is good marketing versus bad marketing. What's your thoughts? So my thoughts on this is that raised kind of my third hated topic of please don't talk at me. One of a lot of the things that marketing do is you talk at people. You use multisyllabic words. You say, oh, if you don't know this, then you are something. One of the things that I loved working with my buddy Martin at Cisco, he always wanted to learn. And I think sharing a learning experience, coming from that I learned something new, I'd like to share this with you, is a much better voice than the talking down at me. And I think if a lot of, and people think that if they need to be from the top of the mountain yelling down I'm the smartest, learn my way, what marketers are doing, rather than saying, oh, I learned this new cool thing today. I didn't know this. I, I want to share this with everybody because this is an, an important thing to learn about. For example, I learned uh, a lot about when we were driving, about a little bit of the history of kind of how CrowdStrike came to be, about the services and, and I'd like to share this of the value of service and product combined under a single pricing. I learned in my new role as a CTO, I learned a lot about how other parts of the business, because it's really easy coming from the understanding how the process works. So I share the, oh, now I, I understand how hard it is to do sales. Now I understand how hard it is to do marketing. Coming from that voice versus I need to do marketing that way is... Is, is, a, is a voice that I think marketing should adapt rather than the, you have to do it this way. Can I be marketing geek for a second? Sure. Um, it's really interesting. In marketing, there is this kind of wheel of the brand archetypes. If you think about famous brands, each one of them has a specific archetype. Some of them are experts. Some Disney, the, the wizard. Some about exploration. I think in marketing, we all choose one archetype, which is the authoritarian authority, the one that knows it all, the kind of like, I'm going to tell you how you need to do stuff. And um, it's an approach that we think we need to take because we are security brand we are there to solve your problem. So we feel like we need to come from this approach and preach which I agree with you, it's probably what makes everyone hate us <laughs> because yes. we, are, we have extremely smart people working in this industry. Probably everyone in this industry is smarter than us marketeers selling to them. Um, Not smarter than you, trust me. I, I, I discover every day how wrong I am. But so we need to be a little bit more humble and come from an approach of, we're here to learn. We're here to listen. We need to share some thoughts. Totally. 
I totally agree with you on this approach. I think it's challenging to kind of like shift this mindset of like, no, we're not here to preach. We we want to listen. And and I think f- to my friends in sales, the ones that are doing it well are the ones succeeding. Like they're the one that knock it off. They're the one that are extremely successful. So sales dudes, they do it well. We okay. need to learn from them. So right, we, what's yeah. the best sales experience you had? My the best sales experience yeah, I had. Yeah, that somebody sold something to you. So I, I am actually a bad person about this because I like to discover things myself. But I, I don't think I, I don't remember a good. Your bike. My bike, yes. Because my bike. they consult you. It's it's not that the the bike thing was actually I I love to bike have high end track. By the way, I have a funny story about that that I'll get get to the tail end of that. But the thing that you, I agree with you, the kid in the bike store, he did not try to tell me he's an expert. Right? Basically, a 16-year-old kid cannot come to a 50-year-old and say, I, I, I'm, I'm much smarter than you are, even though he is. But he was saying, you might want to try this. But, he, but that kind of changes how I view things need to be bought in security, which is you have to be able to try but that's going, oops, sorry. We need to deal with how to deal with how to buy, but that's a different topic rather than marketing. So let, let's, but now I do want to share the, the funny story. Go for it. Uh, Everybody's waiting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I go to the bike store and while I'm waiting there, this lady who's willing to spend a lot of money on a new bicycle is saying to the why is this bike that you're offering me made of plastic? And I'm trying to say, lady, this is carbon. This is the top of the line. She says, no, 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 she doesn't trust, she doesn't trust plastic. She just trusts steel. And this is a little bit of the state of our industry. It's a good metaphor for the state of our industry because... You used to do things a certain way, so and things this is ha- your preference. And things have changed. If you want lighter and you want more comfortable, you need to understand that carbon is the way and under, understand that you need to trust the, the specialist. The Didi and Latal show is sponsored by ORT. In today's world, identities are the perimeter protecting the organization and are the most exploited vector by attackers. If your security teams are struggling to maintain control of identity management tools, ORT can help. ORT offers a centralized platform for discovering, monitoring, assessing, and remediating identity threats to your business. While most security platforms can take weeks or months to start identifying and remediating risks, with ORT, your security teams can get started in as little as 30 minutes and start securing the identity perimeter immediately. ORT will surface the most critical vulnerabilities and give your security teams the recommended action steps. Start your trial today at ORT.io. That's O-O-R-T dot I-O. But now going back into our space, we, discovered, we were discussing the FUD aspect. We were discussing the fact of the lobby of the Marriott, of don't say anything. Don't, don't say anything. Be remarkable. Be remar- don't, say, don't say things that are blunt. Yes, and we were discussing about the false fightings. What else does security marketing pisses us off 
in the, the few minutes that we have left. I want to talk about events. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I had a long LinkedIn post after say a lot of people agreed, some disagreed about vendors spending when ridiculous. You say RSA, when you say RSA, you need RSA to say conference in Connie Center, San Francisco. All of us vendors spent ridiculous amount of money on this conference. And the show floor is basically vendors only location. And some say, yeah, I have customers coming. Of course, you have some CISOs coming to private dinners. And so still, does it really make sense for companies in times when we're post-pandemic, travel is so expensive, everything is expensive, going to San Francisco is expensive, are we still thinking that this is a valid way to meet with prospects? Are I would love to hear back. Alternatives? I would love to hear back from our audience. How many people have got leads from any conference recently? Because I've... Not leads. Let me correct you. Sorry. Leads you always get. You scan people. People come. They come for your swag. How many actual closed one deals did you get out of those? Okay. Tell me about closed deal that you got from RSA conference or similar big conference. I want to understand what's the ROI. Okay, that that is interesting enough. The thing, That's, I, by the way, another big discussion. By I the way, mean, the thing marketing I marketing looks for leads. Yes. Leads are just names of people. They're not necessarily buying your product. So for me, also the thing I don't like about the conferences, and about one of the things it, it's hard to tell, unlike you who come back from those conferences drained, I come very energized. So it means that you're internally an introvert. Well, I'm, I'm the introvert and he is the, the extrovert, extrovert, which is so surprising, right? Yes. We just expect that. There's nothing I love more than going to conferences and, and talking to people nonstop. But I'm thinking of the fact that conferences are putting people in a very uncomfortable situation, especially security conferences when we talk about conferences. Because the thing I like about the speed dating conferences that are like virtual and you talk to exactly to the people you want, you, there, there's no marketing and sales people hurt on the way. I feel like the we objectify sales and marketing in, in these conferences as the consumers of this. And we treat you guys in a very unfair way. So this is- We're paying the bill. For you professionals going, drinking, meeting, having fun. And we're like kind of the necessary evil that runs the show. Yeah. So I, I feel that it's... Your leads are kind of like the way of paying us. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't become business, it doesn't help I, us. Yeah. I think they lack focus. I think conferences have that hype cycle of being edgy and interesting and you learn something. I remember in the first AWS I was there, I said, oh, Awesome. I'm learning something new. And then it becomes the marketing and sales. And then it becomes basically a trade show of vendors talking to vendors and never actually selling anything to anybody. So you say that trade shows should not be trade shows. They should just be meetups, probably with minimal marketing and sales. Trade shows have their role if you are selling uh, training gear, if you're selling guns. But I'm not thinking that if you're selling software, you should have a trade. You should be in a... Well, 
We are going to be in some upcoming trade show, though. Uh, yes, I am definitely going to Octane, but in my world, it's very simple. Everybody that's going to go there is a potential customer of mine. Interested in identity. And they're interested in identity. identity. So. Well, I think we're running out of time. Okay. I hope people learned something or kind of like got into the conversation that we have over dinner. I think mainly I want people to take away one thing from this is that if you're marketing, have an opinion – But don't yell it from the top of the mountain. And please, don't FUD. So these are my three takeaways from our conversation. Can we ask that security people hate marketing less? We want to be your friends. Sure. I, I promise to do the dishes tonight. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, please follow up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be here soon. If you like our show, let us know and let us know what other topics you'd like us to cover. Thanks, Didi. Thanks, Lito. Pleasure as always. See you soon. Bye.